welcome back to another episode of the Exercise Engineer. And this week is a little bit different. So I put a question box up on my Instagram. I'm going to do this every week going forward. So if you want to get involved, make sure you're following me at the Exercise Engineer. And I'm just going to answer as many of your questions as I can within like 20 minutes. So let's let's just get started. So I'm finding it hard and time consuming to track calories. Any tips? Okay, so the first tip I would go off is just commit to it for two to three weeks and really nail down your key meals that you eat. So like a lot of us will eat very similar meals throughout the weeks, over the months. Make sure you're having similar portions because then you only have to realistically track it once or twice and then you'll know the calories for that meal. So for example, I eat the same breakfast every single day well, for work. So working days, I have my overnight oats. It's exactly the same portion every week. I know I don't need to track it. I don't even weigh it out anymore because I know-ish what it is. I know how much protein's in it and I know how many calories are in it, give or take. And I have that every day because it's tasty and I know it's fueling my body properly. So understanding your key meals is crucial um, just to understand basics really of are you fueling your body correctly? Are you working towards your goals every day? Um, so I would definitely recommend tra tracking solidly for a few weeks until you understand what you're eating and you don't have to necessarily track strictly all the time or like religiously anymore. Just remember, like tracking is only a tool. Like people used to use lose weight all the time without tracking. Like it's, it's only realistically quite... Um, Oh, what's the word? A future? No, a recent. It's only a recent tool that we've developed to help us to try and lose weight and understand how much fuel our body needs and stuff like that. So that's going to ex help accelerate fat loss or muscle growth, but it's not impossible to do those things without tracking. So remember that it's only a tool and just understand that your body will naturally lose weight or gain muscle without tracking. It's not like it's absolutely impossible. Um, I find that bulk cooking as well is a really, really good way of understanding your, like a really easy way to track multiple meals in one go because you just add all the calories up of all the ingredients that you've put in and divide it by the number of portions. And that is a like, it's a crude estimate of how many calories are in that portion and it's the fastest way to do it instead of individually doing every single meal if you bulk cook there you can just divide it into the number of portions um and if food is like a struggle to reduce look at the other side of the energy balance equation so remember in order to lose fat you need to either reduce what you're eating to create a calorie deficit or increase your energy expenditure to create a calorie deficit. Or you can do a mixture of the two. So remember that it's not always the tracking, it's not always the food side that you need to hone in on. Often it is because a lot of people don't understand what they're actually fueling their body with and they think they're eating healthy foods where in fact it's actually quite high in fat and actually quite high in calories often, more often than not people are eating more calories than they think, even though they think it's healthy, which is 
not their fault at all. It's all to do with advertising. It's all to do with packaging on foods. Like it, something might say high protein, but realistically compared to what our body needs, it's not actually that high protein and it's not going to help you lose weight. Um, and also one final thing with the tracking, I want you to focus on a calorie average over the week. So similar to your step goals, don't just, pa it doesn't just reset at midnight. It doesn't quite work like that. So if you know that maybe you didn't hit your steps, like maybe you only get to 8,500 steps yesterday and you think, right, okay, I'll just, I'll just up it to 11,500 today and it will balance out eventually. You can sort of do that with your calories as well. Just obviously don't get into that binge restrict cycle where you eat a colossal amount and then feel really guilty and then binge. It's more of just a adaptive tool that you can use going forward if if you think mm, I did overeat slightly tonight because I went out for tea so maybe I could either increase my steps for tomorrow or have a smaller breakfast. It's not restricting it's just averaging it out over the week so really really important so don't think you've just thrown it all away if you have one evening out like it's not at all if you've go over by 500 calories if you're in a calorie deficit for the rest of the week and you go over from one meal by 500, there's always ways to gain it back as part of your weekly win. Like realistically, you would still be in a calorie deficit if you only go over on one day by 500 because the rest of the week is under. Does that make sense? So also one final thing on that is the days when it's hardest to motivate yourself are often the days that it's going to count. So the days that you do not want to get out of bed to go on that walk, to go on that run, to get your workout in, those are the days that count the most because those are the days that you are showing up for yourself even when you're not motivated. And that is the key. Like motivation is not going to be there forever. So being able to do something when you're not motivated is crucial to success for whatever goal because we are not always motivated at all. Trust me. Trust me, we are not always motivated. Okay, I went into quite a lot of depth. I thought I was going to get through more questions than this, but I do ramble on, don't I? Okay, would you ever turn vegan? It's interesting. Interesting question. Um, never say never. I, I, I would never say, oh my God, no way, I can't do it. I do veganuary most years, but I do find I end up more bloated. And I think that is increase in plants and other foods that my body's not used to, maybe a bit more soya and tempeh and foods like that. Um, it did get me eating more veg, even though I already eat quite a lot of veg and fruit and everything like that. Um, I would never say I never would, but if I was going to turn vegan, they would have to do something about the vegan protein because it's so earthy. I really don't like it. I've tried multiple times and I, ha I have it through veganuary, but Honestly, I'm, I'm glad when it's over. And I think I can do veganuary quite easily because I know there's an end to it. I'm like, come on, nearly there. Like counting down the days. Whereas if I knew I was going full time, I would really miss particular foods. Like, oh, I love a salmon. Salmon, steak, chicken. Mm. Sorry if there's any vegans listening thinking, just shut up, Louise. <laughs> anyway. Next question. Tips on not feeling like a failure after not having a good week with eating and doing the workouts. Okay, stop right there. You are not a failure. 
Just because you are failing at something does not make you a failure. The minute you become a failure is when you quit. When you absolutely quit. So just because you've failed a few times during the week or you've failed before at a diet does not mean you are going to fail this time. Just because you might have had a few days where it's been a bit rocky does not make you a failure. Just remember that. Really, really remember that. You are not a failure. What can you improve on for the next week? Like failing is part of the learning process. And that's why I say failing instead of failure, because when we do things wrong, when we mess up, when we, when don't, things don't go our way, there's always learning opportunities from that. And that's the stuff that is not going to, like, that's the bit that's like, no, you're not a failure. If you learn from those situations, if you learn and have, create lessons from why things didn't go to plan and why that happened, that is the most, most crucial bit to learning and developing like failure, like you learn more from failure than you do from success because you learn what not to do, which is more crucial than just learning. Oh yeah, that went well. Let's do it again. Obviously that's still beneficial, but more beneficial if something goes totally tits up and you're like, right, definitely won't be doing that again. Um, I think also remembering why you started and just reminding yourself how far you've actually come. Like a few of my clients that have been with the Trim, Train With Lou membership, like this whole time, have wobbles. They have wobbles during the weeks and it's like, just remember how far you've come. Like some of them have been with me like a year and a half, if not two years. And it's remember where, remember where you started, remember why you started and just remember how far you've actually come. Like, are you training because you enjoy it? that's the sort of questions you need to be asking yourself like maybe think about if you if you're not enjoying the workouts anymore think about how you can move your body in other ways that feel good like do you want to open up to other forms of exercise to mix it up like maybe you want to start running maybe badminton bouldering that's a really random one but so so good for you like the strength and the grip a lot of people are now getting into like brazilian jiu-jitsu and mma and like actual functional fitness and movement as well. So I think that in itself is just finding other forms of movement, especially if you can do like like badminton, for example, or ping pong. We went to play ping pong the other day. It was um, a work social and oh my God, so much fun. And some people were really working up quite a sweat and it's like, mm, that might be actually quite good exercise and a great way to get out, great way to meet people, etc., etc. Um, another thing on not having a good week is just reminding yourself that you are choosing this path. Like it's an empowering decision that you want to work out. You, you are working towards that goal that you want. Just think that you get to work out. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I get to do that because you can like train because you love your body, not because you hate it. Like, oh, the feeling of movement, the feeling when you've finished it, like maybe not during because whew, some of those workouts are absolute killer. But just thinking that, yes, I get to work out. I can work out. Not, not, not that you have to. The fact that you want to for your health to become the strongest, fittest, healthiest, happiest version of yourself. And also with the fueling and the food that you're putting in your body is you get to fuel your body, not what are you, what are you cutting out? It's you 
get to fuel your body in a way that feels good. And self-care, there's nothing higher in form of self-care than putting your body first, putting your health first, exercising to make your body feel good, fueling your body to make your body feel good. And I think just reminding yourself those and like sitting down, reflecting what went badly that week, how can you improve, reminding yourself of why you started, all of the, all of those things, super, super crucial. So just remind yourself of those things, guys, because you're doing really well. Like you are doing really well. All my girls, all my girls in the train with Lou membership. I love you all. And boys, you're in there too. Sorry. I always say girls. You can be girls. Anyway, next question. What habits can I add to help keep on track? What? That's a good question. What habits can you add to help keep on track? Okay. I'm going to strip it back to basics. Let's focus on the simple things like sleep and fresh air. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting fresh air first thing on the morning? Those simple habits will 100% keep you on track because when you have more sleep, you're in a better mood, you're more motivated, you have more energy. Like fresh air on a morning it will help reset your circadian rhythm and make you feel great the outside just boosts your mood anywhere and you're more likely to work out and work out towards your goals than like when you're in a good mood than if you're not in a good mood so really try and focus on what are the things that help you be in a good mood like what puts you in the best mood and try and do those and once you implement more of those habits you'll realize that actually you're in a good mood. You want to work towards those goals. You're more motivated to work towards those goals. Then the more you see, when, when you see it all working, you're then more motivated and motivation creates action and action creates motivation. So it's, it's that, it's that spiral effect of you feel good. You do something that makes you feel even better. And it's just a continuum. Whereas in the opposite, you're much less likely to do something that you know is going to benefit you long term when you're in a bad mood because you want a quick fix. Just to reduce your stress levels, that is also a super, super simple thing that you can add to help you work towards your goal and keep you on tracks. Because the more stressed you are, the less likely you are to work towards your goals because it's all about that delayed gratification and the more stressed you are, the more you want that instant gratification, not the delayed gratification. So just to, just to go quickly go over what that is, delayed gratification is waking up and doing a workout because you know that your body in the long run is going to benefit from it. The instant gratification is rolling over and turning your alarm like on snooze because you want that extra hour in bed instead. So you are getting that instant gratification of an extra hour of sleep or the delayed gratification of your health and fitness in the long run. And lack of sleep and high stress levels will make you reach towards that instant gratification a lot more than the delayed gratification. I think also understanding your cues. So another habit, that you can add to help keep you on track, I think, is 
not having uh, is this a, is this a habit that you can add or remove so i don't have loads of sweet treats in the house because otherwise i'll eat it why 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 test yourself if you know you you don't you don't want to eat it why have it there because you're only just testing yourself you're just testing that willpower even more and it will cave eventually so just be careful with that um so remove the sweet drawer like just don't have it in the house and instead of trying to stop a bad habit focus on replacing it so don't suppress the thoughts of eating chocolate because you'll likely rebound and then like focus on it too much think what can you replace chocolate with or maybe you just keep the chocolate in but you don't have it in the house so if you want it you have to walk to a shop that's a great way of removing easy habits so just make them harder put something in the way that's going to stop you from rebounding back to that habit of eating sweet things on an evening if you have to walk to a shop to get it you're much less likely to do it and just remember that willpower is just not enough so i think my five top tips or five like good habits to get into is sleep fuel morning movement morning sunlight and a good nighttime routine because that'll set you up for the rest of the day and i've been through that way more in way more detail in another episode um next question how to find motivation when feeling a bit poorly okay it's important to rest let's just remember that like listen to your body as well um because sometimes we we do need a rest and it is your body telling you to slow down and i i'm such a hypocrite because i will still power through but i need like i do rest when i need to when i was marathon prepping and my leg i got an injury in my leg and i was like oh my gosh no went to see a physio they were just like rest it for two weeks and i was like but the but the marathon's in three weeks but it was actually just like if you want to run that marathon you rest it as much as possible you put in most of the hard work now just rest it and then wing it on the day see what uh, she didn't say wing it but it was very much close to just if you want to do it you'll be able to do it but probably not optimally which was which was a shame but you know um if you want to continue with my workouts or you train with Lou membership people um take the jumps out of the workout just listen to your body and just maybe take the jumps out if your body does feel a little bit achy um pilates and mobility workouts like still move your body in a way that feels good and that'll 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 still make you feel good it'll boost your mood and actually it'll make you feel so much better um nutrition is super super important when you're ill get as much veg um vegetables vitamins minerals in your body as possible and that will help fight whatever when when you're feeling poorly i don't know what you've got um plenty of sleep rest and recovery it's likely that your body's immune system is shutting down because you've overdone it like that is definitely a possibility so remember rest recovery stretching that's all really really good forms of movement if you can maybe just walk more instead like get outside um maybe just walk around the flat walk on a treadmill just i would i would i wouldn't say walk on a treadmill actually that just sounds awful like a scrap scrap that get outside walk get some fresh air get some daylight on you get some vitamin d and that will only benefit you um if you're going to be poorly for more than a week obviously 
we don't you, you don't know exactly how long you're going to be ill for but maybe you've you've been told not to exercise for three weeks four weeks six weeks ten months who knows um then that's when you would start to look at reducing your calories because you are reducing your movement quite significantly so it's all about balancing that energy equation again and making sure you, you're not putting your body into a calorie surplus for a long time because then you will start to feel a bit crapper because you'll feel more bloated and heavier and nobody wants that yes it's fine to put on a little bit of weight especially while you are pearly or you're going through your period or oh, tell me about it anything like that um but again just listen to your body if you know you can power through that's fine um but often, more often than not, a lot of people are poorly quite a lot of the time. So are you poorly? Just ask yourself, are you actually poorly? Can you power through? Maybe just try the workout for 10, 15 minutes. If you still feel really crap at the end of that 10, 15 minutes, then stop. If you feel better for doing it, then that will help, like that will motivate you for the rest of the day. So you'll, it, it might just be that kickstart that you need. So just 10, 15 minutes of the workout, take the jumps out and then you will see when it comes to meal prep for lunchtime could you do some cold options as i aren't able to heat them up at work so um just a few just spitting a few options out there pasta that's a good one pizza if you like eating it cold like you can make some like mini pizzas and then I'll, i love cold pizza i don't know about you uh lots of different salads as long as you've got a high protein option in there as well wraps are a great way like yes they're quite calorie dense the actual wrap itself um but i'm not being funny anything in a wrap tastes better like anything so just whack anything in a wrap smoothie bowls i love smoothie bowls if you want like i make overnight oats for my breakfast but i know a lot of people who prefer sweet things even for lunch so if you get low you could like top it up with granola and nuts um and a bit of honey peanut butter mm -mm -mm. just be careful with the high fat options because they do add up um and stir fries 100 percent so easy although that's not a cold you could eat yeah you could eat you can eat stir fry cold I'm pretty sure I do. Or you can heat that up as well. But especially in summer, like, oh, I love, just love a, love a fresh salad. It's great. It's great. What are the benefits of yoga slash Pilates? So I guess, I guess this is on the back of, I did some yoga yesterday. Um, I personally, I don't do yoga that often at all. Don't do Pilates that often. But when I do, it's it's for me like I get the most benefit out of it because it's more of like a self-care like an act of self-care I feel good for going and it makes me feel good after like I was so at one with myself after it had finished yesterday so I think yoga at home yes beneficial but yoga when you go to an actual place and there's some I suppose you could make you could make it similar if you close your eyes and made the make the room like dimly lit and you you leave you put some incense on or something and then you have someone there on a YouTube video talking you through it like this. I don't have quite that same impact, so that's why I don't give you that meant <laughs> that any yoga videos. Like I've only done a few which are in the group, but yeah. The the soft voice, the soft tones don't come naturally to me at all. So hence why I do HIT and strength training. <laughs> um, 
But I've, I, I just wanted to go through a few things. It's quite a good timing for the question because very relevant to me at the moment because I'm still still living in my benefits from yesterday. So I wrote a few, th few things down um, on reflection. So the benefits, I think, breath work is so key for this as well. At the end, we were just laying down and it was all about the relaxation and like relaxing one thing at a time and just being mindful of your breath, which is a form of meditation. Like a lot of people are like, oh no, I can't meditate at all. Like I, my, my thoughts are too much, but just focusing on just your breath is a form of meditation. And then also the reason why I love yoga, like I don't do it very often at all, but it is just that extra deep stretch that you, I feel like your body needs every once in a while. And obviously there's, there's way more benefits if you do it more frequently, but these are just my benefits when I do it, maybe like once or twice a month. Um, spending time with friends, I wrote down as one of the key benefits because I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't choose to do it at home on my own. I, one of the main reasons for me going is to meet up with friends who don't like as intense exercise like I do. The friends that want to go to yoga and that's how we bond over stretching and yoga and eating healthy foods, nutrition and like that sort of vibe. Like that's a great way to spend time with your friends and it's just a nice class to go to. Uh, you can get, depending on which yoga you try, you get different strength based ones, you get different stretching ones. So choose one that's more focused to what you want. Some some of them are way more relaxing. Some of them are actually really hard. Like there was one exercise, well, there was more than one, but there was one in particular that was so core based. So it was like, oh, like I can still feel my core today. I'm not even joking. Um, really, really beneficial for your posture as well. Like often laying on a flat, hard surface is actually good for helping to realign your spine. Um, stress management, just having a breather and thinking about nothing to do with anything else in the world apart from being in there in the moment. I know it sounds really obvious, but stress management is a great one and it boosts your mood. Like afterwards, I just felt sensational. Like you just, you just leave the class thinking, oh, I've done a good thing today. And it is more about that self-love, self-care, like putting that first. And it, I, I don't know, I just felt really good. I was like, yeah, we did a good thing today. So I think, and that just like the rest of the day, then you're just like focused on it. And it's just like, oh, we did a great thing today, guys. Okay. Next question I had was, do you feel hungry? I assume this is on the back of the fat loss. Oh, spiritual. Yes. And sexual. You mentioned that a lot yesterday as well. Spiritual and sexual. Always good. Always good. Um, so do I feel hungry in my fat loss journey? I, yes and no, like not very often. No, no, not more than I usually would, which is usually at work and it's probably just, I'm a little bit bored. So am I, am I just bored of eating? Am I just trying to distract myself? I really don't know. Um, but often when it comes to fat loss and a calorie deficit, I think embrace the hunger because at least, like, if you flip your mindset on that, it's like, think it's a good thing because you're trying to lose fat and it's a positive thing. If, like, if hunger means that you are in a calorie deficit, then it's just, like, reiterating the fact that it is working. 
you are in a calorie deficit. It is your body trying to fight back. So sort of flip, you flip your mindset on that and think, yeah, it's a good thing. I'm, embrace the hunger. And actually, I love being hungry before a meal. Like it makes you appreciate the meal so much more. You enjoy that meal so much more. And that's why I think, especially in a fat loss journey, I try and not snack as much because with snacking, you're less likely to feel hungry for your actual meal. So once, oh, once that meal comes, you enjoy it so much more. Like I absolutely love my breakfast because by the time I've done the workout, I have a protein shake here, but it doesn't really fill me up. I walk to work. It's not like it's three hours into my day before I'm eating breakfast. So I am so hungry for it and I am ready and I seriously enjoy it every single day. Like, like I genuinely enjoy it. Um, if you're not hungry in your deficit, is, oh, yeah, this was like a little side question. If I'm not hungry in my deficit, is my body not using my fat stores? Do I need to lower my calories? No, not at all. I think if you're eating the right foods like protein and veg, which are supposed to keep you fuller for longer, you're hitting your steps, you're hitting your workouts, you're hitting your calorie goal, then you will be losing fat. Like, there's no two ways about it. Unless you are tracking completely wrong, if you're hitting all of those goals every single day and you're not hungry, that is a win because that is very impressive. And I can see why you might be worried about that. But if you think about it, if you're eating high protein, high fiber foods, they're high, highly satiating. So you are going to feel fuller for longer. So you're less likely to feel hungry. And the fact that you're not hungry is amazing. So the, you are fueling your body perfectly with protein and veg and all you've, it, you've, you've got it spot on if you're not hungry. But I think that is totally down to each person. Like some people feel like I've been on diets before and I have felt like starving. And I think that's why we focus more on high protein, high fiber, satiating foods, like high volume foods like big salads, loads of veg that you can eat literally excess of and still be in your calorie deficit and still feel fuller for longer. Whereas if you're having, if you're putting a lot of oil in your food, that's not going to fill you up at all, but that's going to add a lot onto your calories. So I think it's all about, I'm not going to use the word removing, I'm going to use the word limiting. So limiting high fat foods which are going to mean you eat less. I think that's the way to go. But again, totally down to preference. If you're managing to include all those foods that you want and you're still hitting your calorie deficit and it's working and you're not hungry, fine, absolutely fine. That's just my preference. I prefer to eat more. So I, it feels like, well, I, I do feel fuller for longer. So that's, but I, I understand you might be worried if you're not, feeling hungry um because in the past like you might have done a diet and felt absolutely starving but the fact that you're hitting all your targets me like you, you'll definitely be losing fat if you're hitting all your targets so i would not worry about that don't lower your calories especially not like don't just drop it another 500 or something ridiculous like that because then you will feel really hungry and you're more likely to really overeat when when you realize it's not maintainable so just just trust trust the process a little bit longer stick with the calories that we've given you and yeah congratulations 
I'm, I'm quite jealous that you're not feeling that hungry. Um, okay, this is the last question, unless anyone listening has got extra questions. Why is it so hard to lose belly fat? Okay, so usually belly fat is like the last area to leave in terms of where we store fat. And it is just typically the place that we all want it to leave from. Um, especially women, we are always going to have that little pouch, that little... It's protecting our womb. It's protecting our organs. Like, that is there because that is just where we all naturally store fat. Um, you can't spot reduce fat either. I learned this the hard way. I lost my boobs in the process of my calorie deficit, my fat loss journey uh, a few years ago. Like, they used to be huge. And now they're just like, you know, they're just mediocre. Just like, yeah, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. But... The only way to lose fat from your tummy area is a calorie deficit. Unfortunately, it will be one of the last areas to go. No amount of extra cardio or ab exercises will give you a flatter stomach unless you literally run yourself into a calorie deficit. Like in terms of ab exercises, you can build your abs underneath, but unless you're in a calorie deficit and you're removing the fat from above them, they weren't sure, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, you've got to make sure you're choosing the right nutrition. Again, high protein, vegetables, help you stay fuller for longer. You can reduce your carbs slightly. I think that's helped me in the past, just in terms of bloating and reduce reduction of, well, it's mainly water weight, so I wouldn't reduce it too much um but if this might be this might sound really bad but it may be if you are trying to get into a dress for a particular day and you're like right i just want a flat stomach for two days then reducing your carbs on the lead up to that will help you feel less bloated um that is not a long-term solution because obviously we need glucose to help fuel our workouts to feel good they help boost our mood and they're enjoyable to eat uh but yeah I do find that reducing carbs does help with bloating, but if it's the actual fat you want to lose, I would recommend sticking with the carbs and using that energy to work harder in the workouts, build more muscle, rebuild muscle, use the energy to lift heavier weights because that's the stuff that's going to reduce the fat in the long run. The more muscle you've got, the more calories your body will burn naturally. The leaner look that you will have because your muscle will be bigger. Does that make sense? But yeah, we all have belly fat, guys. I'm so sorry, but it's that, that will be the last thing to go. And if you regain after you, you hit your lowest weight, it probably will, will go there first as well. Which is very annoying, but can't really do much about that okay i am gonna stop rambling on there if you enjoyed this episode please forward it to someone that you know and rate review whatever or subscribe i don't know which platform you're listening on and let me know and keep an eye out on instagram for my weekly q a box and then i will make sure your question gets answered in one of my next few podcast episodes okay mm -hmm. bye bye guys thanks for listening